0: Talk to me. WSRadio.com. Welcome back
1: to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha
2: Collier. And welcome back, 877-474-3302. I want to hit you with a couple more DVDs that are uh, available. And these, Marsha, are pretty cool in the area, again, of some of the older films that are now coming back on uh, DVD. And there is what they call the Hitchcock, Allen, and Wilder series. So first you've got the Annie Hall, uh, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Did, do, are you a fan of Annie Hall? Yes,
1: yeah, great,
2: yeah. Uh, it was Woody a great Allen's.
1: movie. But,
2: yeah, Woody Allen. <laughs> Ter- I mean, terrific film with uh, Tony Robbins, uh, Robert Trevelyan, Diane Keaton, uh, Paul Simon. Anyway, that's Annie Hall. That is now available, uh, Blu-ray DVD releases. Uh, there is also, let's see, Spellbound, these are Hitchcock films, Rebecca, so we're going back some of these old films, Notorious, all again available on the collection of DVDs, The Apartment, which was just an amazing film with Jack Lemmon, if you remember The Apartment, it was the winner of the ni- five 1960 Academy Awards, including the Best Picture, and that was really a terrific film, but I sure miss him, he was such a oh. wonderful actor, Jack Lemmon. Uh, oh, and
1: you know him. who passed this week? Uh The Oops. guy from Welcome Back, Cotter Epstein?
2: Yeah, I just saw that. Yeah, yeah. he was actually quite young. He was 60 when he uh, died. I don't know if he had been ill or what, but I saw that yesterday. So some really nice films available on uh, DVD, and those are the DVDs for you. Did you, by the way, did you watch Touch? Touch. Touch. Kiefer Obviously, new I show? did
1: not watch Touch.
2: I'm pretty sure we talked about a Kiefer Sutherland's new show?
1: No, I didn't have a chance to.
2: Okay, well, you're going to get another chance. Unfortunately, this is beginning to annoy me. They're showing episodes, first episodes of shows. Now it's a month before the next one comes on. And they've done that with three shows recently. This new one, Touch, which you'll have another chance again because it doesn't start till March, is Keith Sutherland, who I think is just an amazing actor. And it's kind of a tiny shade of 24, which I think, Marcia, you were a fan of.
1: Oh well, as a matter of fact I watch I'm re watching twenty four now on Netflix. I right.
2: love it. <laughs> okay, so this is this takes place this is he has a uh, an autistic son who's ten years old and has never spoken, but is a genius and somehow leads him to go through what appears to be helping people in life. And it you know, it's a very um intense Kiefer Southern kind of show. So if you haven't had a chance to watch it, it's going to be on, it's on Fox and it starts sometime in March. And they just previewed it last week. I bet you can probably pick it up on the website if you actually want to watch it before that. But just a really, really good show. So that is available. Uh, Okay. Now you had a couple of things we're going to talk about.
1: Okay. I have a couple of things. You know, we had Plantronics on last week and Mm -hmm. I tried their Blackwire C435 PC headset. Yeah. You know, when you're making Skype calls a lot and a lot, you know, a lot of business is now over Skype mm-hmm. and we're talking more doing Google Hangouts and such. But having a big giant headset is really icky.
2: Yeah, I don't like that either. <laughs> Too much. It's like you, you feel like an air traffic controller.
1: Yeah, exactly. So um they sent me this I'm telling you, this great, great headset. Uh it fits it, in other words, it's not a headset. There's one for each ear.
2: Oh and
1: it's got a thin wire that goes behind each ear. okay. and it fits perfectly into your ear. It's lightweight, comfortable mm-hmm. and the sound is unbelievable. I mean uh, Their I, stuff is for amazing. those of you who who need headsets in business, oh, yeah. it's uh, the Blackwire 435 and it's definitely fabulous. the sound noise canceling. And if you want to have one, uh, only one ear listening to your conversation, you know, so you can hear outside sounds,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, you can take the other one out. Right. You don't have to be totally immersed.
2: Yeah, they, they make some great stuff. They're not inexpensive, but they're ultra high quality. I mean, they, they last for years. You very rarely have any problems with them. They're very easy to hook up. I mean, the one that I have, which is their, I think it's their Savvy 740, it connects to my cell phone my computer, and my desk phone. And when the phone rings, all I do is hit the headset and it knows what phone you're supposed to pick up. And I tell you, that's great for me because sitting in the office, you know, I'm one of those paranoid people that doesn't really want to keep the phone up to my ear. And when the phone rings, I have to do that because I don't... I I used to wear, as you know, I tested every Bluetooth headset in the universe.
1: I remember the years that we... uh, That's all you were... uh, We would be going to CES. That's all I cared about. And... Oh, that's all you cared about. You went from Bluetooth headset booth to Bluetooth headset booth, and I think you tried everything. Oh God,
2: 370,000 Bluetooth headset. And by the way, the uh, Plantronics does make a nice one as well. They have a nice little Bluetooth. But you know, now most cars, when you buy a new car today, most all cars. Are Bluetooth connected, so the old days of having to wear it in your ear, and especially in California where it's the law, and in many other states where it's the law, you can't use a, you have to use hands-free. Now they're connected to the car, so I, you know, I just don't find the need anymore, really, to wear a Bluetooth headset as much as I used to. For the, you know, for the few times that I have to pick up the phone and keep it up to my ear, I do that as well, but mostly I don't have to do that anymore. So Plantronics, just a great. Great company, and they make terrific stuff. So if you're looking for some really good Bluetooth headsets, uh, I'm sorry, uh, any kind of headsets, look at Plantronics. Uh, No, uh,
1: you were talking about the Bluetooth for the ear. I was the new Voyager Pro, and Mm -hmm. and I, you know, hate to keep keep harping on Plantronics, but you know, I like something that goes over the ear because my daughter and I have these ears that things fall out of. That's just (laughs) it. We have little ears, and Mm -hmm. that falls out. Oh. So I need something that goes over the ear, and the new back of the Voyager is mm-hmm. squishy. Yeah. No. In, in other words, it's not this hard piece of plastic resting right. on your ear. Very comfortable.
2: Super uh, comfortable. Yeah, good stuff. Check it out. Uh, all right, we we, we want to talk about Apple's just the most stubborn decisions. You want to do that? Yeah, next?
1: you know Apple always makes some interesting decisions.
2: hmm Mo-
1: Mostly good, were, I have yeah, to say. Mostly good, and yeah. there's some design things that they, they've come up with every once in a while uh, that ultimately become trends and others didn't. So, uh, you know, I wanted to talk about a few of those. Okay. For example, the right click. I hate that. Apple's mouse. always had an obsession with a one-button mouse. hate that. You know, we have two-button mouses. Yeah. On PCs. But way back to the 1983 release of the Lisa, mm-hmm.
3: uh,
1: it was the first company to ship a computer with a mouse. But you know the right click thing. Now, do you use Apple?
2: I do. Well, I use a PC for PC purpose. You know, for a notebook and such. The only thing, the two Apple products that I use obviously are the iPad and the iPhone. So there's no mouse attached to that. But I do, and I do have a Mac laptop, so which also I don't need a mouse for. So I just don't like the one button mouse. I'm sorry, I don't like it.
1: Well, you know, Apple eventually enabled people to use a control click or on on the Mac. Uh, products and command click to simulate a right click mm-hmm. uh, and then it began to support if you wanted to use your own right click mouse with mac well os8 i think in 1997 so and in 2005 they introduced the mighty mouse
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> that had a programmable button that you could use for right clicking
2: yeah, I, I just, just not a fan of that. I, I never have been. Uh, they also- What have, about
1: Apple Keys?
2: Yeah, I mean the Apple Key, that, that was kind of an interesting thing that they use. It first appeared with the Apple 3, uh, made its way to the Apple as, as we talked about the Apple Lisa and then, uh, eventually the Apple 2, uh, didn't appear on the original Mac keyboard, but made it after Steve Jobs departed actually in 1986. It was kind of a command key, the same as the control C on the micro, uh, control key rather on the Microsoft Windows to copy text. The Mac key keyboard was Apple minus C. The shortcut was control C. So it was confusing and they ultimately killed it off in 2007 and just replaced the Apple logo with the word command. So that, that was not a big success.
1: Yeah, um, and still, they don't have a backspace key,
2: Yeah, which, which drives so me odd.
1: insane, drives me insane because I have a bunch of wonderful Bluetooth keyboards, some mm-hmm. fabulous Apple keyboards, but I'm so used to using a, a backspace, mm-hmm. and, you know, Kurt just tells me, why well, don't you just highlight it and hit delete? No.
2: <laughs> I agree. No, I, I agree with you. I want a backspace. Uh, backspace key i'm just we're all used to that coming from the pc world and it's one of my favorite keys on the computer because i tend to make mistakes here and there so yeah so yeah
1: yeah, so disc drives are another thing
2: right Mm -hmm. right they
1: they, they've wanted to get they've killed off two disc drive formats yep um what in the early 80s what they had of course the five and a quarter inch which a PCs that. also had. Yep. Um, 1984, they, Apple did away with five and a quarter drives, and they kicked in with the three and a half inch drive mm-hmm. for the Mac.
2: As did the PC? And,
1: yeah, remember, as we did in the PC, we loved that. And, but Mac was the first among personal computers to have a three and a half inch disk drive. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in 1998, with the release of the iMac, they got rid of the floppy disk drive entirely right featuring only a rewritable cd drive mm-hmm. um, I mean, the whole, uh, and of course
2: i, the, I was going to say i guess the whole thought and and i guess this is where we're going is the elimination of the need for cd's we download everything now we you know wirelessly trans, transfer things and i guess we just don't how often do you really use your cd you really yeah, don't exactly. use it yeah exactly well much. you
1: know I don't even use that because I never trusted the rewritable CDs. I, you know, I use flash drives, mm-hmm. kind of like a floppy disk. Yeah, me too. The interesting thing, you know, uh, Kurt's a giant Apple fan, and he has been refurbishing the Apple clamshells. Have you ever noticed those?
2: Yeah, he mentioned that. I, I met Kurt for the first time when we were at CS. Very, very nice guy, and he told me that.
1: Yeah, you should see it. They're hot-rodded with SSD drives and all that stuff. He was talking about them on his Facebook page, which was really cool.
2: Yeah, and I hear he sells them on eBay, right?
1: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He does. Uh, but then we have to quickly hit Adobe Flash, which, uh, History. Steve Jobs had an ongoing hate relationship with.
2: Yep. He did. <laughs> he did. And, and it looks like he won.
1: Yeah. Exactly. And then the PowerPC non Intel chips because right. they weren't going to do that. And uh, that really changed the way they could run or emulate Windows it was very difficult. Uh, do we have time for menu selections? You uh, got let's something on see. menus?
2: Do we have time? I have to look at the clock. Let's start. Uh, no, we, no do we
1: don't really have time. All right, so oh, we'll do a little I...
2: more of these. I've uh, got some apps yeah, to tell let's, you about let's some... do
1: some more. I want you to come back with the menu selections because they are different and interesting to learn. All right, about. We'll do
2: that next and we got lots ahead so don't go away. We'll be right back.
1: This is Marcia Collier and I'm here with Mark Cohen and we are on WS radio the worldwide leader in Internet talk. You are listening to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier. Welcome back to Computer and Technology Radio with your hosts, Mark Cohen and Marsha Collier.
2: As always, thank you for joining us, 877 474 Delighted to have you with us. We're talking about some of the things that Apple did right and Apple did wrong. One of the things, uh, Marsha, that we talked about is their menu. For almost 30 years, the Mac windows were topped off with a menu bar, whether a program was open or not. And, you know, I don't know about you, but I like my... Screen clean. I want to see on my screen what's on my screen. I, I, I don't want the program to add things. For example, Windows came up with something clever a number of years ago where they used to have the taskbar on the bottom, it was always there. Well, now you can drop the taskbar and bring it back up when you take your mouse and just roll it down to the bottom of the screen. It brings up your taskbar. But you didn't have that with a Mac. They used to, uh, it meant that a user had to click, drag the mouse down unclick to select something, to save a document, the user would have to hover the cursor over the file, press the mouse button down, drag the mouse down to save, and then unclick, which according to um, Apple, was the first time that somebody had to lift a finger to make something happen instead. But back in 1997, OS 8, uh, they decided to eliminate them, and now the functions are more like the uh, Apple functions, which make a whole lot more sense. Well, so, you know,
1: what's interesting, the new uh, Sony Veo computers have something called VeoGate, and that's if you hover your mouse at the top of your screen, a menu drops down that has your program, your favorite programs, and such, which is really really handy because you don't have to look at it.
2: Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, so, that, I'm sorry. Go yeah, ahead.
1: no, no. So you don't really have to look at it. You just uh, mouse up there, and it's really really cool and easy to scroll. Mm-hmm. Speaking of scrolling, yes. Apple Apple sticks with. They're scrolling. They're natural scrolling, which I have never gotten used to. Mm-hmm. Um, and last last year was when natural scrolling came out in an attempt to make the new OS. Oh, I know it's OS 10. I always want to say OS X.
2: Yeah, <laughs> OS 10. Yeah.
1: Lion feel more pop. You know, more like the popular software that powers the iPad and the iPhone. Apple changed the default direction that you l- users scroll on trackpads. And now, really, why? Why? <laughs> why? Why did you change it? It was bad enough. You know, you get to learn something. So instead of scrolling the way we've learned to use a mouse, right, scroll mm-hmm. to drag down the page, scroll up to drag up the page, natural scrolling adds uh, acts like an iPad or iPhone. Scroll up to drag the page down. Scroll down to drag the page up. Mm-hmm.
2: Um, uh, uh, Makes more sense. Uh, I mean, I guess if we had done it the other way initially, maybe that would make sense, but... It just seems exactly. to work. Yeah, exactly. It, it's, it's that bitterness between for the years between Apple and, and Microsoft. Let's do different things. I don't know why, but okay.
1: Exactly. You, exactly. You know, uh, about you know. uh,
2: browsers, right?
1: Yeah. Um. You know, I have totally begun to switch over to Chrome. Really. Because in my in my head, and I've used Windows Task Manager to. Uh, You know, because you can check and see how much memory everything's holding. Because I tend to have lots Mm -hmm. of tabs open on a browser at one time, and I was finding that Firefox was taking up much more memory. Not that memory is really an issue,
2: yeah, not so much. But
1: it it did crash at you know at a certain point. And Chrome, I can have as many open as I want, and yet. It doesn't seem to take up as much memory. So, you know, I did some experiments, mm-hmm. and what I did find is, you know, how you'll be playing in one window, and while it's reloading, you'll go to the next window. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Well, Chrome won't do that. When you switch to another tab, the active tab is the one you're using, and I guess that's part of the way that it holds, you know, keeps the memory down.
2: Wait. So you're saying that if you've gone to a window, if you go go to a page but flip over before it loads it won't right. load the pl- the page
1: right you'll It'll have to only go load back to when you're it. On it yeah when you're on it which kind of makes more sense
2: although I, um, i'm not sure i like that actually because i kind of well, like the idea of it of you know f- loading in the around. background yeah like well, loading in the background yeah
1: i think it it downloads the data but it doesn't put it on the screen interesting because okay. i find when i snap back to it it comes up really quickly Interesting. So, I don't know. But anyway, Chrome has overtaken Firefox for the first time, landing the number two spot in the battle to take over Internet Explorer as the world's more popular browser. Mm -hmm. Um, Launched in 2008, it had a 25% global market share Last November compared with Firefox's 25%, uh, mm-hmm. well, actually 25.23%. Microsoft, i.e., still maintains a strong lead at 40.63 according to StatCounter. But over the past year, Explorer fell from 46% of the worldwide market to 38% in the really? same period. Chrome rose 15.6% to 27.7%, and that's when they overtook Firefox. So according to the report that I read... Internet Explorer continues to perform st- strongly and I don't know why I don't use Internet Explorer I just I don't I love it
2: I just I, and again I guess it's more getting used to what you get used to but I've always been an IE I've tried different browsers I've tried Firefox Fox I tried earlier Chrome not lately and none of them compared to me for what I like out of IE or Safari which I use on my iPad
1: And as I bounce back from cell, cell phone operating system to cell phone operating system mm-hmm. um You know, last night I started working with my Windows phone again. Man, it's so smooth. It's so slick. It's so cool. Those tiles in the beginning, it's just, you know, I get a lot of email, so it just isolates it quickly. Once I've looked at the screen, the count goes back down, so it's starting again. Unlike Android, who will say, okay, you've got 150 emails. Right. Which is not true. I just may not have read them, but if you just scan the subject lines of your email, Uh the Windows phone will say to you, okay, you've looked. We're starting over. We'll let you know if something else starts.
2: (laughs) I I don't know. By the way, I just reading a tweet from Kurt who said, Mark, are those 40 tiny donuts powered? powered." Uh, He chokes on powered donuts. They're not powered, (laughs) but they're powdered. So (laughs) I don't know if that makes any difference or not. Uh, Anyway, go ahead.
1: No, so, you know, the, that's just it. You know, the Windows phone, every time I go back to it, I just wish there were more apps for Windows. Yeah, that, I that's know. all I wish. Because I'm really, really happy with it.
2: Well, it's interesting. I just read, and I, you know, I didn't really realize this, but the Xbox had a new download, a completely updated interface on the Xbox. What I didn't realize was it's pretty much the preview of Windows 8. So if you yep. have an Xbox, and you've updated your Xbox, with the new, with the new system, which is very much cleaner and easier to read. That's what Windows 8 is going to look approximately like. So you get a little bit of preview of uh, Windows 8 by doing that on your Xbox if you have an Xbox.
1: So that's the new Xbox update?
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, it came out about a month ago. And it's huh. just a little cleaner. It allows you to easily get to certain things. Now the only thing I don't like on Xbox, it, Xbox is you have to have a gold membership in order to access Netflix and a number of other sites. That costs you every year. Where really? How much does it PlayStation eh, I'm going to say uh, 99 bucks a year maybe somewhere huh. in that vicinity I think to have a gold Uh oh is it 50 Nate just, just um, Nate come on the air
1: No no he was giving us the, the 50 no, Nate go ahead
2: Hello yeah were you oh were you just saying 50 or were you not talking to us you meant 50 seconds left No 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 it's uh the Xbox oh, uh, live okay. membership is somewhere between 15 and 60 bucks a year I don't exactly, okay. exactly. And that's for the gold <laughs> membership Yeah I've had one for a couple of years now have you looked at the new have you downloaded the new uh interface? Oh yeah, I love it. And it yeah. also responds to your connect as well. Yes, it does. Yeah, now you're a little bit more voice activated than you were before. So, yeah, no, I I mean I love the Xbox. I think it's a great system, but I you know, I don't think I'm trying to remember on PlayStation. I guess they do have a premium service as well, but on PlayStation, you don't have to subscribe to it to get services like Netflix and such. They just give it to you for free. Yeah, so. I heard
0: it's a bit glitchy though. It's haven't not as stable as
2: Xbox. You know what? I haven't had a problem. Really? Virtually never had a problem with my PlayStation or my Xbox. Well,
1: well you so. know, um, the new Wii U home console yep. will be coming out it, yeah, for Christmas this year. Yeah. So that's uh, Nintendo is going to start a new cycle of growth, at least they're hoping.
2: We'll see. So All right, when we come back, we're going we're to do buy of the week. Marsha got the drum set rolling.
1: I'm setting up got the drums now. Got a good,
2: cool-looking buy of the week today. I don't know if you looked at it yet, Marsha?
1: Uh, yes, I have. I it. like Very the way cool. it looks. Very it's cool. cool.
2: We'll be right back.
1: This is Marsha Collier, and I'm here with Mark Cohen, and we're on WS Radio, the worldwide leader in Internet talk.
2: High cholesterol is a ticking time bomb. Statistically, you or a family member needs to lower their cholesterol today. Besides diet and exercise, the best answer is Carderol, an all-natural dietary supplement that combines nine natural ingredients proven to lower cholesterol levels in just 30 days. Carderol is the complete solution. Visit Carderol.net to learn more and start your risk-free 30-day trial. Carderol is guaranteed to lower your cholesterol or your money back. That's Carderol.net, C-A-R-D-I-O-L.net. C-A-R-D-I-O-L.net.
1: Visit ENDICIA.com slash cool eBay tools.
2: When it comes to purchasing your next digital camera, there is only one name you need to remember Canon.